We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Trevor Lane here traveling in Las Vegas to check out some Lakers preseason games that we've got coming up. Joined, as always, by Keith Smith. Keith, preseason has kicked off. NBA basketball is back on the floor. There's something that just feels right about this, about turning on the TV and there's NBA basketball. I don't know. Like, I I don't want to say NBA, you complete me and go all (laughs) rom-com or anything like that, but NBA, you complete me. No, man, it does. Yeah, it just – uh, I said the other day, it's my happy place. Like, I'm back in my happy place. The NBA's back on. I'm already filling up the DVR, and um, I do, I can't. I I do watch games on the mobile, like after the uh-huh. fact, uh, or not mobile, but online streaming version and stuff. But for some reason, I still am always DVRing games. I'm watching them that way. I guess it's probably because I'm old. Like that's that's probably it. I'm just you know, I, I do miss it. Did you ever have a TiVo, like an actual TiVo? I did not. I never uh, never yeah. got on the the TiVo. But I was but I I was an avid VHS tape user. Where oh. you have you have the one tape that is made spe- that you have specifically to record TV shows. And then once you watch them, you just record back over and yep. over until the quality of the tape degrades. Yep. That is a joy that, uh, this generation will will just not know. Nope. And, we're, and we're dating ourselves here, Keith. And then if you wanted wanted to keep it, you broke the little tab off. That's and then right. it wouldn't, wouldn't record over it anymore. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now now everybody's like, what the hell are these old farts talking about? I, I asked my wife the other day, I said, Do you remember adru- adjusting the tracking on the VCR? And she didn't remember doing doing oh, that. I'm like, man. you know, when it was a little bit off and you'd have to turn the little knob or whatever, but I was explaining oh. to our daughter the other day the idea of um, having like the ridiculously long phone cord. Oh like, yeah, because you'd stretch like into the other room when you didn't yep. want anybody to listen to it, and then it would always get tangled up. And in my house, my mom would then scream and yell at me about it. So yeah. Oh, we we had a rotary phone. Oh, we did too at my grandparents. Yeah, my grandparents had that until I moved down here. So. For all I know, that thing's still still on the wall. It might it might be like structurally part of the house. So it could it's it's load bearing. It's like the clown Very painting right. in Jim Halbert's house. That's it, uh, dude. That's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> this is why we do this show. <laughs> that's it. This has been Trevor and Keith talk about old technology. That's Hope right. You guys enjoyed it. That's right. Um, <laughs> Marvel Black Panther two. And that, I mean, can we be any more excited for that? Right. That's coming out. So we've got NBA. There's so much to be excited about. I don't even know where to where to turn to right now. There's yeah. So much going Halloween on. coming. Next mm-hmm. thing we know, it'll be the holiday season. Yeah, man, we got it all going on. Let's go. Good times. Yep. Good times. Speaking well, of, 
Speaking, yeah, speaking of good times, um, inadvertently good times. Like, I don't feel good saying this is going to be good times for him, but Robert Sarver is going to get a fortune for the Phoenix Suns, some mm-hmm. punishment. Um, projections yeah, right? are somewhere north of four billion dollars. Um, <laughs> I, this is look, NBA valuations they know that a new CBA is coming. That yeah. whoever's purchasing knows, like, hey, th- there's not going to be a work stoppage that doesn't seem to be where this is heading. Everything's going to be good there. You're going to keep making money hand over fist. And I think there's people out there with money to burn that want to have kind of the the fame that comes with owning an NBA team. There's a little bit of kind of a, a vanity purchase. And, uh, sure. it, yeah, I think that the the Suns are going to get a, a hefty amount for uh, for this franchise. And, and Robert Sarver, even though he's kind of being for- – not being forced to sell, but he's being put in a position where he feels like he has to sell – um, as a as a result of his punishment for you know all the terrible things that he did, uh, mm-hmm. but he's going to make a lot off of selling right now. Yeah. So the last three teams that sold the Brooklyn Nets two point three five billion in twenty nineteen, Houston Rockets two point two billion in twenty seventeen, and the LA Clippers for two billion in twenty fourteen. Um, so that just gives you a sense. So it's been right three years since we've seen a team sold um as as many have noted phoenix is uh it's a very good market it's a uh, you know obviously a warm weather uh city um it's it's close to a lot of key west coast cities where people like to be including los angeles las vegas uh those kind of things um, like mark stein called it west coast adjacent yeah, yeah, that's basically that's yeah, that is right. Yeah, that is true. Um, and then you also have to factor in there. Um, they just built a really uh, pr- pretty new practice facility. Um, that seems like it's a pr- pretty big deal. And they just finished renovating all the the arena. And then, as you said, the CBA, the new TV deals. There's likely to be expansion teams coming. Yeah, this is going to be. I I don't know that it'll get to four billion at that. You know almost double what the Nets went for three years later. It, that seems a little high to me, but I'm guessing somewhere well into the threes. Well, I mean, that's the number that's kind of being thrown out there. But like we always do, we have to question who benefits. I wonder sure. if that number might be coming from Sarver's side. Oh, yeah. um, saying, hey, just kind of throwing this out there, speaking it into existence that it could be $4 billion that, uh, yeah, right. that they wind up getting. But, well, it's but like we'll when see. you sell a house, right? You're, you're like, we have multiple offers on right. the house, full price offers, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you know what? He's going to get a lot for for this team, whether it's $4 billion, whether it's 3.5, whatever it is, the Suns are going to go for uh, a lot. And, uh, and they could change things up quite a bit in Phoenix, especially when we look on the floor, look at how uh, Steve Ballmer changed, changed things with the Clippers. Perhaps mm-hmm. they become a franchise that is willing to spend when historically they haven't. I mean, just look at what yeah. happened with DeAndre Ayton's contract situation. Yeah, and beyond that, right, they sold their G League team. Um, they, they, they've done some things that run really counter to the way, you know, we want to see the game continue to grow. Um, and, it, you know, we'd be a little remiss. I know you touched on it briefly, like, yeah, it kind of sucks that this dude yeah. who's not a good guy is going to make billions of dollars. But let's be positive. We're close to him being out of our NBA lives and WNBA right. lives. Like, just go away. Be gone. You know, go cut. Just like Donald Sterling, right? He made a ton of money off the Clippers sale. He's a, you know, absolutely horrible, awful, you know, person. But Both like, are bad. Ster- Sterling was a different level, though. 
Yeah, and there was a lot. I mean, there was 30, 40 years of history of him yes. being an awful right, person, right, right. too. But, you know, it just, I mean, it sucks when, you know, crappy people are going to make money. But the important thing is they'll be out. They'll be gone. They won't be part of As you said, it's it's like a vanity purchase, right, for a lot of these people. They always talk about owning a sports team. It's a, like a very exclusive club that you're buying into. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, just in, if anybody notices any hiccups or anything in our in our programming here, if there's any kind of freezes or whatever, I am working on hotel Wi-Fi here. So just just throw it's not me out. for a change. It's not it's not <laughs> Keith's fault or anything. We're, we're doing our best. Hopefully everything's fine. But just throwing it out yeah. there just in case uh, the Go stars ahead. are back. The stars are back for the yeah. NBA. We've got a lot of injured players or formerly injured players now returning. We saw Ben Simmons make his return. Zion Williamson uh, is going to be making his return. You've got uh, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. There, there's a Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, right? Like all these guys are coming back and it's fantastic. Last season's NBA season was just absolutely decimated with injuries. You look at how many different teams had their their fortunes drastically changed due to uh, due to health. And it's great to see these guys getting back out on the court, getting healthy, and uh, starting the season off fresh. Yeah, this is me knocking on wood here. Yes, so let's please. just 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 cover our bases. But yeah, we're we're less than an hour from Zion playing mm-hmm. as well, which is great. So yeah, I mean it's really good to see all these guys back. We've unfortunately had a couple guys that are going to be out at least to begin the season um but you know get, getting the, the super duper stars back is just so huge for the game and it's you know it's really how you want to start a season right we want to see the year start with all these guys on the floor healthy and ready to go and you know and they weren't guys who were out all the last season but even like your team right having LeBron and AD back on the floor after missing them for, you know, so many games yeah. uh, last year, you know, we start, you just, you just, you feel everything feels better watching these teams with, you know, everybody kind of starting, uh, you know, feel fresh. And these are too, some of these guys, these are great players on what should be great teams too. So, you know, like, yeah. you know, the, the Clippers, Clippers guys, the Nuggets yep. guys, you know, especially, um, you know, kind of at the forefront there with that. So, yeah, I mean, great, great stuff all around where we're excited. And, you know, I watched a lot of, you know, those guys and they all looked good physically. I mean, timing's off a little rusty, obviously, but, you know, guys are looking good and that's all we really care about at this point. Um, yeah. And hopefully again, Adam Silver remembered to turn off injuries <laughs> right? and uh, we'll stay healthy. <laughs> Who was it? I think it was two nights ago that came up with an injury that was going to keep them out for a little bit. Uh, Somebody popped up on the injury reports. It was enough to where I responded on Twitter. Like, Hey, we forgot to turn off injuries. Yes. Um, uh, Gosh, who was it? Yeah. I'm going back into my account here to make, to double check because I know it was somebody. (laughs) No. Yeah. It's already starting to run together, man. And we're that's, that's where we're at. Yep. It's, it's coming fast and furious. There's, I'll be honest. There's a lot of sports happening right now. There are. Um, it's you know, it's, it's it's a lot to keep up with. It was a, uh, you know, but yeah, it's you know, I'd rather that than that period of you know uh, months where we went through with no sports. So oh uh, yeah, I'll take I, all just the sports. just look at what we're gonna have in November. Yeah, when uh, we get the right. World Cup going as well, football. You know, you're gonna have everything going on, and it's, it's gonna, gonna be like all day too because we'll have the World Cup all all day in the morning here on the East Coast. So yeah, good times. It's all crazy. right. It's gonna be crazy. All right, I, I don't know who it is now. I, 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 I tweet too much apparently because I can't even find it in my own timeline. <laughs> Man, that, if that you tweet too much, I've got a problem. Know how much I tweet then? If you tweet too much. <laughs> All right, let's All move right. on to our next. Move it story. on. 
Tyler yeah. Hero uh, gets an extension with the Miami Heat. There were a lot of conversations about this over the summer. Uh, would they maybe move Tyler Hero before giving him this big extension? But uh, talented player. Uh, what did he put up? 25-4, and four, I believe, this, this past season? And, uh, something uh, in that range. Pretty, pretty close to that. And he uh, he gets the bag. Tyler Hero gets gets paid here in a four year deal. What is it about one hundred and thirty million dollars on this contract? What are you thinking on on this, Keith? Is this good value for Miami? I mean, like, I guess the test is always would a team trade for him on this contract uh, as soon as he is trade eligible? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like we gotta start reframing contracts a little bit in the. Ah, it was Evan Mobley. I found it. Ah, there it is. Good right. call. One to two yeah. weeks for Evan Mobley. Yes. Yeah, that is a good call. That, that one is a bummer. Um, not quite as, you know, league altering as Luke Cornett sure. being out for one to two weeks, but you know, we'll uh, you know, with the dude, when the green cornet is down, you know, <laughs> things are tough. So um Tyler Hero, we gotta reframe the, the way we think about these contracts. If people see the number and they go right to kind of sticker shock. Yep. But we got to think of it in percentage of the cap. We have actually added over on spot track. If you go to our team salary pages, there's now a percentage of the cap uh, there because that's, we got to start thinking that way. Then not only the percentage of the cap right now, we're going to think of the percentage of the cap and where the cap is going to go. Um, we're headed into the salary cap is projected at 134 million for next year. We're only a couple years after that. It's going to be up around 150 to 160 million. So, $30 million is not what it feels like, I guess right. is, you know, yes, it's still a lot of money, but this is well shy of a max deal for hero one. He only got four years. He did not get the five years. Um, it's actually two, um, as we always talk about, right. They, they with the creative reporting, it's 130 million if he hits all of his incentives. So mm. it's really only 120 million base salary. So next year, next season, when this kicks in, $27 million. That to me, you start thinking of it that way and it starts to feel a lot more like, okay. Tyler Hero is a player. I know there are a lot of people saying like, can this guy even be on the floor closing playoff games? And that's a fair question. You got to play 82 games before you even get there first. He is a wildly valuable um, regular season player, if nothing else. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, as you said, he averaged almost 21 points per game, five rebounds, four assists off the bench uh, for Miami. So, you know, we'll see. Now, where I think what really gets interesting, you know, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, mm -hmm. taking Hero kind of as a part of the overall picture, this is what the Heat have on the books for next year. So Jimmy Butler about forty five point two million, Bam Adebayo thirty two point six million, Kyle Lowry twenty nine point seven million, Hero twenty seven million, Duncan Robinson eighteen point two million, Victor Oladipo if he picks up his option nine point five million, Caleb Martin six point eight million. Then you've got to resign Max Struess who starts in front of Tyler Hero, um, with that. So they are already. As it stands right now, they're going to be about $20 million over the salary cap uh, or over the luxury tax, rather, deep, deep, deep into the tax uh, next year. That's where I start to wonder. That's without any money accounted for Stroops. So where do you think that goes? Yeah, that's that's an interesting spot to be in. You know, Jimmy Butler's got, uh, what what is this, four years, including this season still left under contract with mm -hmm. a player option for the final year. You've got 
Bam out of bio has four years left under contract. So it's not like you've got any of these guys that are expiring. Yeah, it's not like it's a one year thing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You're you're committed to this squad for a while. It makes me wonder if this will create even more incentive on the part of the Heat to move off of, say, Duncan Robinson or something like that. If we yeah. see some sort of a move there. Uh, but that is a lot of money stacked up. Now, this is a good team. This is a good Heat team. But if I'm spending that kind of money, I want to feel like this is the team. This is yeah. the team that is going to win the championship or is one of the is one of the top three, at least in the Eastern Conference. And maybe they are. They might be. But they're kind of in the mix right now. Now, look, you can't just not sign Tyler Hero and let him walk away for nothing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Miami may have some moves coming in the future in order to rectify some of these things. You know, you look at, uh, again, Duncan Robinson would jumps out to me as the contract that maybe you potentially try to move. Uh, if you can find a team with cap space. And we know right now, San Antonio, Indiana, both sitting there saying, Hey, bring us your bad, bad salaries. So and there's going to be a handful of teams that join them in that yep. next summer too. Right. So and to be very clear, this is not a problem this year because Hero's only making like five million this year. Correct. Um, in the last year of his rookie scale deal. This is a next year thing. I think what changes now is Duncan Robinson, you almost gotta kind of move that contract without taking anything back, as opposed to a year, not even a year ago, six months ago or so, when we were at the trade deadline, or I guess about eight months ago, we were talking about Duncan Robinson's contract being a, a piece to go get you something. Yeah. Now you're probably looking at it as, yeah, you got to go. Because I, I I just, it's, you know, $25 million over the tax. I don't know that the Heat are going to be looking at it saying, hey, yeah, we can be a 40, you know, 45 50 million dollars over the tax team like that's not going to be where that goes um and like i said struce gabe vincent who's been a very key player for them uh with kyle lowry getting older uh he's been a guy who has started a lot for miami over the last yeah. couple of seasons um and played you know big roles for them that's another guy who needs resigned so those are two guys you're gonna have to figure something out you just can't keep them all because i just just ran it if if oladipo opts in they're at over $170 million for eight players. Wow. Yeah. And and not and much like this year, not a single one of those players is a power forward. So that's just a whole other issue to to you know factor in. But <laughs> that said, you figured out they were a very smart front office in Miami. Yeah. I trust they will sort through this and they'll get it figured. Um I don't hate the hero extension all at all. I think people went a little too crazy online uh, bashing it. I, I think it's perfectly fair value for what he brings. I, I think sometimes we forget like the caps the goal, going up. The caps going up, but also the goal of basketball is to score points. Like scoring still is a valuable skill sure. in the game. And I think, you know, people, you know, for whatever reason, when, when I get players, primary skill is uh, scoring the ball. I think people are like, ah, how good can he be? All he does is score. Like, it's still kind of the point of the game. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know. And and he does it fairly efficiently too. So I'm not going right. to hang on to that. And he's, and he's young. And as a young player, what you want to do if, when you're building out a roster, what you want to do is you want to pay for pay somebody for what you believe they will be during that contract. Not necessarily what they are right now. And that's where teams sometimes get themselves into trouble. Sometimes you can get bargains that way. If you pay a guy for the future and then they really hit that next level, that that contract like Steph Curry's contract for a while right uh when he was uh, we were worried about his ankles and so then he got this below market yep. value contract and next thing you know the Warriors have this incredible bargain on their hands sometimes that happens but 
you want to pay a guy for what you believe he will be over the course of that contract, not necessarily what the player is right now in this moment. So fans looking at this and saying, this guy comes off the bench. He can't be worth this much money. You have to consider what the Heat plan on him being sure. over those next four years. I, I don't even care too that he comes off the bench. He played 33 minutes a game yeah. last year. Like it doesn't, you know, I mean, I that's, get it. That's but like like Manu comes off the bench. That's exactly. not really yeah. come off the bench. Come exactly. Off the bench. Yeah. Well, yeah. Manu's NBA career was, you know, built coming off the bench. And he was one of the best players in the league for yeah. a lot of those years. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, I get it. Maybe there is some level of upside there of, you know, capping it. But yeah, it's, I'm not going to stress about that part of it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we did have another extension. Stephen Adams signs an extension. Stephen Adams, the physical personification of Grizzly, uh, is now <laughs> is now on a... a Grizzly uh, Adams? Yeah, that's right. Did have a beard. Uh, two more years with uh, with Memphis. And this is, I think this is just fine with, uh, for the Grizzlies to, to lock him up. Yeah, this is a guy that can set screens, that can be that just enforcer that you need to pair with John Morant. And, uh, and look, they yep. had a great season last year, beat everybody's expectations. Obviously, they're going to be waiting for Jaron Jackson Jr. to get healthy. But this is the team that's proven that they can deal with guys getting hurt and just keep on tr- uh, chugging along and, and get things done. So, I, you know, I, I think that if you're Memphis, you just keep things rolling. And this is a smart extension uh, in my mind. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, for everything you said, he's kind of become John Morant's protector. There, that's important. John Morant is still a smaller guard. Um, that teams, as they continue to get better and he gets better, there it happens with every small guard. The number one thing teams do is they try to get physical with him, mm-hmm. and he plays a very physical downhill game. Um, so you know, you want to be what you want to do is are right, you put John on the floor? We've got a guy back there who's going to do the same thing. And it, uh, I'll never forget, right, when he – I forget who it was now, but he picked the guy up, right, and walked yeah. him all away from the, like, right. the whole, whole uh, you know, little fracas there in the middle, middle of the, the lane. He just picked the guy up and walked him away from it. So, yeah, he's, uh, I, you know, $12.6 million, fine. Right, I know that's exactly what it is, too. It's $12.6 million each of the next two seasons. Um, that's fine. That's – starter value for a starting center and you know and it's 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 i'm i'm okay with with that money i, I found the clip of it i'm, I'm watching it uh, if anybody if you want to see what i'm seeing I, I could just i can't put it on my screen right now but steven <laughs> Steven steven adams picks up tony bradley yes that's who's who it a, was who's a big guy yeah 
And Stephen Adams just picks him up like he's picking up a four-year-old and like, yeah. okay, nap time. We're going to go over here now. And it's great. Carries him away. Amazing. And you're right. Yeah, Tony Bradley is a big dude. He's, he's yeah. not small. No. Yeah. yeah he's All like right. 6'11", like 300 pounds. So, yeah. Another extension. Larry Nance Jr. gets an extension with the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans brought in uh, some players over this last year mm-hmm. and, uh, and already got an extension done for uh, for CJ uh, McCollum. Yep. Now you've got one done for Larry Nance Jr. as well. A lot of talent here. The Pelicans are the team that a lot of people are picking to make a big jump this year. We'll see. A lot of that is going to depend on the health of Zion Williamson. But uh, it seems like the Pelicans have found a group that they really like and they're going to commit to it and see what the, what they can do. Yeah, of the players that are projected to make the Pelicans uh, opening night roster on uh, standard contracts, only Dyson Daniels is the only new player from the end of last season. Um, there are two two-way guys or new guys, two rookies, but Dyson Daniels, another rookie, they did not sign or trade for a single player this offseason. They really get a jump on their offseason at the trade deadline by getting C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance Jr., and now they've locked in uh, to those two guys over the next couple of years for a uh, you know, de- decent chunk of change. Uh, Nance extension will kick in next year, $10.4 million, and then $11.2 million the year after. That is essentially mid-level money. For, for Nance, um, you know, really, really good, solid number. For yeah, a guy, I think wing, it's worth that. It's a, he's going to be a key, key part of their rotation. I think he may be their closing five mm-hmm. um, on this team at times, next to Zion and Brandon Ingram up front and, you know, probably McCollum and probably Herb Jones for defense. And you do a lot of different things there. They, they need a defensive-minded big um, as well. Their other big, Zion and uh, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, far more offensive-minded players. So, um uh, all around, I think, you know, pretty, pretty good stuff here on this extension. Again, mid-level money. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, you, you can't complain when a good, solid rotation player is getting mid-level money. That's that's basically what the mid-level is for. It's what it's there for. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And Larry Nance Jr., I can say, from his time with, uh, with the Lakers, he's a good dude as well. Uh, Bruno Fernando gets a new contract with the Rockets, gets moved from being a uh, two-way contract into a four-year deal over $10 million. Keith, I haven't seen the reporting on this, though, to clarify if this is four years fully guaranteed, if there's non-guaranteed years, what, what this looks like, player options, team options. Do we know any of that yet? Because I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, we can't talk about it because we don't talk about We can't about talk Bruno. about Bruno. That's right. Okay, um, on to the next story. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so I, I will – me a culpa here. I blew this a little bit on – uh, to Twitter the other day, I get a little excited um, and get a little bit ahead of myself. So this year, fully guaranteed at about two point seven million. Then his next three years are all non guaranteed. Okay, um, fully non guaranteed too, with a late June trigger date. So, um, yeah, two point five million, then two point seven, and then two point eight um, over the last three years. The final year is also a team option. Um, there, we we tend to see that a lot on these these deals where there'll be a team option on top of a non guarantee. Um, with that, the challenge for this one is those are both like the same date. So if you pick it up, he's going to be fully guaranteed. But we'll see. My guess is he doesn't make it quite that far. Um, I ran some numbers on the Rockets uh, a little bit earlier today. Depending on what they do with Kevin Porter Jr., if they yank him to an extension or not, they're legitimately looking between 55 and $70 million in cap space uh, next summer. And – they don't have a lot of roster spots to fill because they've drafted seven guys in the first round the last two years. So this could be a team where you could very easily see this Rockets team if they show improvement this year 
you could see a veteran player saying, all right, you know what? They're close. Like I, I may, maybe I can go there and, you know, be, be the guy to help get them over the hump and get them over the top. And, you know, when you've got 55 to 70 million to spend, whether it's a free agent or via trade, you've got a lot of optionality and that's, you can roll that money over too. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But as far as Bruno Fernando goes, good deal for him. Really solid. I, you know, it all being non-guaranteed at the end. That's, you know, fine. 2.7 this year we'll see they already waived Ty Jerome after that big eight player trade with the Thunder we'll see what else they do with uh, uh, favors and Harkless I've been asking around the league a handful of people think they're probably going to keep those guys and keep them as trade chips for later into the year Um, but but we'll see they've got some cuts to make they're going to eat some more guaranteed money but they're miles below the tax so so they should be fine yeah I like that this is how you wind up with bargain contracts by yeah. taking a chance like this, and it's not yeah. even that much of a chance because of the non-guaranteed years that you mm-hmm. talked about, uh, but this is how you wind up with bargain contract. Like if he yeah. hits, and at least even if he's just a rotation player, yeah. that's that's gold on this yeah. kind of a contract, and especially because you can have that over multiple years. Um, this is the contract that I've been highly critical of the Lakers for not signing anybody to that's anything anything resembling these yeah. kinds of contracts, for not trying to get that those bargains in the future, instead signing one-year deals that allow guys to just walk away after they increase their value. Um, This is, I think, a great, great move for the Houston Rockets. I think they're still a year away from being the team that's going to attract veterans, but Jabari Smith Jr. did drop 21 points in preseason the other day, so who knows? really good. If they do take that kind of a leap, then... Maybe I still, my gut says they're a year away from getting those veterans though. I think so too. I, I I'm with you on that. I think they're probably a year away, but you know, sometimes we see these teams, they, you know, maybe they win 30 games and it's like, all right, you know, I could be the guy to, to, to come in um, on Jabari Smith jr. Too looked far more comfortable than he did at any point in summer league. Yeah. Um, I thought he was aggressive going for a shot. I, th- I thought he looked really, really good Um, on that too. Bruno Fernandez, he's only 24 too. So, it's he's big, 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 sometimes take a little bit longer to, to show up and fully pop. Um, so, you know, we, we might be, you know, this might be one where you, you could be right. And, and you're, you're right with that too. You're like, yeah, when the, the, I don't, how do I say this? I have no problem with giving the veteran guys the one year deal because mm-hmm. you're kind of looking at it as all right, guys coming in for a year and then probably moving on or we'll resign them to another one year veteran minimum deal. Yeah. When it's a kid like this, if they're, you know, under 25, 26 years old, I, yeah, I generally want to see them lock a guy up for a couple yeah. of years. I mean, that's part of what Dallas got Jalen Brunson for several years, but they didn't do that team option on that last year, or they couldn't get his agent to bite on it or whatever the situation was. And they didn't have any restricted rights on them. So, you know, not that Houston will on Bruno Fernando either, but you, you just, yeah, you got to be a little bit more kind of proactive planning on taking shots on these kids and trying to, trying to do what you can to control the process. Hey, you know what we didn't put on the list? Speaking huh. of veterans, Blake Griffin. Oh, yeah. Well, so did we, we talk about it? I don't think we did. I might have. Maybe I did that one with Ron. Yeah, maybe. But, I don't yeah, think I we think, did. I think that no. was with Ron. I'll just um, give my thoughts real quick. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is going to be a swing the title move by any means, but I also don't think it's bad for the Celtics. I think it's fine. I I think too many people are looking at him as a Robert Williams replacement. When in reality, the thing he's closest to is the Danilo Gallinari replacement. (laughs) Nice. Oh, well done. Shoot. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Um, you know, he, uh, I, I think um, it, it's fine. You know, I, I don't have any uh, your real, it, you know, I'm not over the moon over it, but I, you know, I, I think, you know, for, for a team that needed it, the, the puppy wants it. Um, for, for a team that is, uh, you know, hoping to contend and they have a million roster spots open, it's fine to be giving them to vets like this. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, I talked about this when, uh, when we first discussed that he's, to me, he's kind of, they, they looked at, you know, like a Dwight Howard type player. They looked at a Carmelo Anthony type player. He's kind of the middle ground between those you know two. You're right. We did talk about this. I'm just losing my mind. That's, I'm getting <laughs> that's, that's that's why we start the show talking about VHS tapes. <laughs> True. Good point. Yeah. All right. We can move on. Go listen to Friday's show if you want more thoughts on Blake Griffin. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about somebody I know we didn't talk about on our last show. That's uh, Miles Bridges. Yeah. Uh, his qualifying offer is set to expire. Sounds like it did exactly expire. What's going? Yeah. Oh, it did expire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was about to expire. Nope. So it has yeah, expired. It expired on uh, Saturday, I think it was. But yes, yeah, it, we only just got the news uh, in the last day or so. Got it. Okay. So uh, with that expiring or has expired, what does that mean for him? What does that mean for the for the Hornets? Yeah. So still a restricted free agent. So. So Charlotte still controls all the process there as far as if he signs with me. All it removes is he can't just sign the qualifying offer uh, with the Hornets now. Now, if he wants to sign a, a contract with the Hornets, it's got to be a negotiated, mutually agreed upon uh, thing. Anytime the qualifying offer is issued to a player, um, the player can immediately sign it if they want. And then if they're eligible, which Bridges would have been, the next year, an unrestricted free agent. And there's a handful of cases where the player would be still restricted for a second year. I think the most recent example of that was probably Matthew Delvadova, um, that way back one with the Cavs. Um, he signed a, signed his qualifying offer, but he'd only had two years in the league, so he was still a restricted free agent the next season. Uh, but in this case, now the qualifying offer is gone. Um, but again, the Hornets still control this process. They still have everything. And I think if you're the Hornets, part of why you let it expire is, and I'm not saying this is how this would have played out, because I don't think under any conditions was Miles Bridges going to sign it. Mm-hmm. We don't want him to just sign it and get a $7 million payday, because there was about $7 million right. for nothing, because he's clearly not going to play for the Hornets at any time soon. In addition, if he signed it, he then immediately takes up a roster spot. Right. Um, and there's no way around, you know, anything because Miles Bridges has not been suspended or disciplined by the NBA because he cannot be suspended he's or disciplined under contract. until, well, one, he's not under a contract, but also until there's actual legal, um, not that there hasn't been legal action, but until there's been um, uh, legal punishment, I guess, is the best way okay. to put that. Um, there's nothing that they, under the CBA, the league has to wait. They, they, they just have to wait. So that's why the NBA hasn't done anything here. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Is the, I know that's not a great way to put that because it's not the case, right. really, and it should be out of sight, out of mind, but that's as far as punishment goes. That's kind of how it goes. He's just He, he doesn't exist in yeah. terms of the NBA right now. Yep. Um, and we'll see where this ultimately goes, but, yeah. I mean, he's, look, he's got much bigger problems than, yeah. than worrying about yeah. playing in the yeah. NBA right now. Yeah, I, I will be very surprised if we see Miles Bridges play in the NBA this year. 
I, yeah. I, I can't imagine any way that happens. There's been some workout footage of him. He's been go, doing like open runs and stuff with NBA guys, which, you know, to be expected, he's just, that's, yeah. he's getting out there and playing, but he's not going to be on an NBA court anytime no, soon. I, it's, I mean, it's just one. And that's also why, too, why the Hornets, there were a lot of people who said, why didn't they just renounce him and move on? Well, by, by doing this, too, you might have a team that might come in and be like, look, we really need a forward badly. Like we'll take it in whatever comes comes and we'll just sign him. Um, yeah. Now the Hornets control the process still, right. you know, they, they no no one can sneak in and give them a, a one year minimum contract offer. Cause the Hornets would just match it and then just stash them on the bench if they, you know, so wanted to do that. So that's why they, they, they let it sit. They can still control the process and keep it from going a direction. Really quite frankly, nobody wants it to go. Last thing we've got for this show, the Lakers and the Pacers still in trade talks. In fact, this goes along with something that we were hearing over at Lakers Nation that the eve of media day, the night before, um, there was optimism that a deal was going to get done, that it was going to happen, that two first-round picks were going to go to the Indiana, Indiana Pacers along with Russell Westbrook and Buddy Heald and Miles Turner were coming to the Lakers, um, that ultimately didn't happen. Uh, the Lakers had some some thoughts about it and some concerns, and ultimately decided not to do the deal. But we know the Pacers and Lakers were were talking, got pretty deep into conversations, almost pulled the trigger. Wouldn't shock me if, say, 10, 15, Eric Pincus says twenty games into the season they revisit this or something. You know, depending on how each team is doing, um, but they obviously it was very very close to actually being a done deal and, and making that trade happen. Yeah. It's, it's also, I thought some of the reporting um, to some extent, it was a little bit, I know I texted you about it. I'm like, boy, that was an awful long article to tell us stuff. We already knew there was new details in there. I thought yeah. the reporting of right. Uh, Rob Polinka was supposed to do his media availability the day before. Everybody it was else. a couple days before yeah. with yeah. Darvin Ham, And then they yeah. canceled it the night before. Yeah. And that was a little, all right, that's, you know, said that lends credence to that. They were pretty close yeah. uh, on this. Um, I, one thing to keep an eye on here with them kind of regrouping on this, there, this rarely happens in the NBA because it's, it's a, the, the teams are very rarely in the position to do it, but the Pacers are sitting on almost $30 million in cap space. They've got to use some of it because otherwise they have to pay that money out. Anyway, they could just give everybody on the roster a bonus. It's probably not going to be how it plays out, but Miles Turner is a really good candidate for the very rare renegotiate and extend um, deal where they could plus his number up. Remember he only makes $18 million, which I mean, I'd like to make $18 million. So, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, I might have you put $18 million on black out there and (laughs) see where it goes. But, um, but anyway, I, I think with, that's just something to keep an eye on. There could be to renegotiate and extend possibility there. And what happens in that process is if you're sitting on cap space, you can up his number this year. They could up his number, you know, all, all the way up, you know, very high. Um, and then tack years on to that. I'm not saying they're going to bring him up to the max or anything like that, but maybe they bring him up into the mid twenties and then, you know, go, go from them probably more uh, commensurate with what is like market value would be. Cause I don't get the sense, even though the Pacers are clearly maybe moving in a different direction, they're not just going to let miles Turner walk this summer. So I would expect if there's no trade, 
like imminent, like gonna happen. We really feel like it's coming. I would not be surprised if we see the renegotiated next end. And then that makes it hard to trade him because then you put, um, then the extended trade rules trigger that puts a delay on how soon you can trade the player right. and all those kind of things. Right. But then that could put him on the market, what, like this summer or something yeah, like that exactly. on, the, on the trade block. And when he signed, I don't know, exactly. like what, I guess it would depend on the, the team getting Miles Turner. What would be, I would imagine he'd actually probably be more valuable with say so. four years under contract mm -hmm. than as an expiring deal, unless he was going to a team where he was telling them, Hey, I want to be with you long-term. Sure. I want to sign this con, this kind of contract with you when I'm able to. And, and if, if this trade happens, the other thing, Turner, because he's an expiring contract, he's eligible to be extended all the way up until the very last day of the league year. Um, like we saw with Gary Harris, Torian Prince, and, mm -hmm. and a couple others were extended all the way at the very, very tail end of the league year. That could happen with this one. If he gets traded to the Lakers, I would be shocked if it isn't followed shortly thereafter um, with you know, at least news of, you know, Hey, there's a deal agreed to. And I think there's a good chance it would be an extended trade transaction um, well, going into it. Um, just because I, I think it's, you know, it doesn't make sense for the Lakers. Are not, he's not a 35 year old player and they're not one player definitely away from winning a title where right. you say, all right, screw him. We, if he walks, he walks. It, it was worth it because we won. They would be getting him for that to be a long-term arrangement. So right. it would definitely work something out. If you were thinking he's leaving, there's no way you're giving the Pacers yeah. what they would want in return no. for it'd be, because it wouldn't yeah. be worth them. Yeah, um, it'd be completely irresponsible to do. Yes. Yes. No. So yeah. So just a couple things to keep an eye on if if you know this does pick back up down down the line. I mean, it's certainly possible. You know, there's yeah. a, you know, we you know it, it's it's I, I forget I was listening to I think it was Zach Lowe um and Howard Beck and Howard Beck was um like he was like yeah it's this where everybody wants to believe right everybody wants to believe that's right everything is like you know yeah yeah and like you're and it's true right like like yeah I want to believe Russ is gonna run you know 50 ball screens a game and is you know gonna be this defensive monster and all that stuff. Let's talk again around Thanksgiving or Christmas. And see what that see looks like. We're actually, really, at. yeah, absolutely. It's easy today to go set fifty ball screens a game. That's a little bit harder when you've been doing it for you know four months. Yep. Yeah, we'll see what that looks like once we actually get a little further into the season. We're, we've had one preseason game. Let's see what it looks like exactly. once we're fifteen, even twenty games into the regular season. We'll see how things are going we, at that point. I'm going to add one quick thing here at the end. Yeah. Um, uh, the the Victor Wembanyama. Uh -huh. And Scoot Henderson showdown. Uh, first one is tonight as we're recording this. It's, it's in about a half hour. So you'll yeah. probably hear this after it's actually already happened. Um, but it's uh, they're going to go and then they're going to play again on Thursday um, as well. That one's at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, right, right down the road from you. You should go check it out, to be quite honest. I'm I know. I, I really should. I've got to figure out a way to, to get yeah. them. Now, I have a feeling it's going to be a little difficult to get in. but <laughs> It might be, yeah. Uh, Did you hear about Webin Yama? Did I hear the quote? Well, his quote was fantastic. The Scoot Henderson one. Yeah. The one where, where he said, if I had never been born. He'd right. Be if I had never been born, he'd be the best. Yeah. Um, that was fantastic. But no, he has reportedly, um, when he reported back to his team in France, Metropolitans 92 um, is the name of the team. He measured at seven foot four. And there's a belief that he's actually seven foot five. Jeez, I, he's still I, I don't, and it's, weird because if you haven't seen him play you gotta check these games out or see the highlights he he looks 
ridiculously big and lanky and long, but he doesn't move. He moves so fluidly. He doesn't move like a big, tall, stiff guy like we see so often when guys are that tall. He really, you know, moves very fluidly. There's, I, I'm not going to say by any means he's going to be as good as Kevin Durant, but the way he moves is very Kevin Durant like yes. uh, on the court. So, yeah, and Scoot Henderson, though, another, you know, fun, fun, fun guard. He's going to probably be the number two pick in the draft. So uh, that, that's my plan here. When we're done, I'm going to check in on a little Zion Williamson action, and then I'm going to go uh, pop, pop over and watch a little bit of that one. And then I'll be quite honest, I'm going to record the rest of it. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. I'm going to try to get to, to stay up a bit here in Vegas and then, yeah, be, be off and try. running tomorrow for preseason games. Yeah, I'm going to do my I'm tired. Find Trevor at the day. tables. That's, That's where right. Be. I'm gonna be there till 4 a.m. Yeah. You know. We're gonna plus. He's gonna win big, and we're gonna plus up this this front That's office show. That's right. That you've never seen before. That's right. All kinds of new <laughs> transitions and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Interns uh, and everything. All right. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll we'll wrap things up there. So maybe we can try to to make it over to that uh, that game as quick as we can here. There you go. But uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Ring that notification bell as well. Till next time, stay safe and see ya.